I'm Alan Silvestri, and this is SEO in 2023. Additional insights. Alan, what's your additional insight for SEO in 2023? So I would say just be proactive in promoting your content and acquiring backlinks. So don't wait for the backlinks to come naturally, even though that should be the primary goal, uh, you know. Uh, but the main thing for me is try to not get stuck in what they call the content graveyard. So having a bunch of content that you publish that's not really doing much for your business. Okay, the content graveyard. I mean, are you talking about unindexed content there? No, this is specifically content that you published that is maybe ranking uh, page two and lower, right? So content that's just uh, been published maybe in the couple in the last couple of months. And the reason for that is because a lot of companies focus too much on content production, content publishing without focusing on content promotion. And so there's a lot of this content, the bulk of it, which is usually uh, from what I see from a lot of websites that I've been looking at, uh, this is usually more than 50% of the content that is bringing in traffic to the site, usually ranks page two and lower. So what I found is that if these companies can be proactive and promote some of this content to acquire more backlinks and get it to rank slightly higher, like maybe bottom of page one, that would increase the traffic quite dramatically. So what are the best practical ways to promote your content and acquire backlinks now? Yeah, so I would say if you're an SEO, if you're a marketer, the first thing is, is to try and see link building more as content promotion, right? So the idea is you have some amazing content that you published and you really can't wait to like get it out there in front of the right people. So, so don't just see it as something that you need to do because of some metrics that you need to acquire, you know? So try to actually see it as a legitimate uh, promotion tactic. So you're reaching out to people to get them to see your content and eventually they will link to it if they find it interesting. So in terms of tactical step, the first thing is to find those pages that are ranking between the bottom of page one and maybe page two. We call those the quick win pages, right? First thing is you need to make sure that those pages match the search intent, the content type, and the overall quality uh, with the pages that are ranking in page one, because otherwise the backlinks that you build are not going to be as effective. Then once you have those pages, uh, the next best thing that you can do is to make sure that they have some kind of business potential, right? So if they can bring in some kind of like signups, more conversion for your business, that's always a bonus. Actually, that should be the main goal of your content, okay? Once you have this shortlist of pages that have the potential to rank higher and that also have business potential for your business, you need to make sure that they have the actual kind of ability to rank higher in the next, let's say, 90 days. So do a competition analysis, Try to pick those keywords and pages that have uh, less competition, right? That maybe with just a couple of extra backlinks could shoot up into the top five, for example. So once you have the shortlist of these pages, we call this the roadmap, the content promotion roadmap. So we know exactly how many and which pages we will be working on every single month for the next quarter. The next step is to figure out the type and the quantity of backlinks that you need to be able to increase the traffic for each of them. To do that, Step one is to determine what we call the link gap. So how many links you need to close the gap with the competition. Step two is to figure out the uh, quality of those links in terms of domain level and page level metrics. And step three is to determine the topical relevance. So the anchor text type and distribution, but also the topics that the linking pages should be covering. Wow, lots to chew on there. Um, 
I like the way that you started talking about quick wins and match, matching the, the search intent. Is there a particular search intent that you prefer to focus on to begin with for these quick wins? And also, is there a particular type of content that is best to focus on first? Hmm. So I would say for companies that are just starting out, it's probably best to focus on what I call uh, pain point driven content. This is all of those middle to bottom of the funnel, like typically middle uh, middle of the funnel content that's covering questions or pain points that the target audience have about your product, your service, because those typically are targeting very uh, long tail, low competition keywords, right? That uh, still have some business potential. So what happens is that usually you're able with just a couple of links to rank uh, pretty well for this very niche, very small, low volume topics that can still bring in some signups for you. So we'll definitely focus on these first and then move on to the more uh, higher competition keyword that have more volume. And that usually is the more of like the top of the funnel uh, type content. And so do you always look for some keyword volume? Would you ever attempt to optimize for keyword phrases that um, apparently have zero, zero search volume? Sometimes, yes. It depends if I see that there's some traffic potential, right? So some SEO tools can give you an estimate of the overall traffic potential because chances are that if your page is, is ranking for this very low volume keyword, maybe the page could also be ranking for a ton of other longer tail keyword that like all together bring in some search traffic, you know? So yeah, it's not necessarily that you have to have search volume, especially because that's also something that's not super accurate, you know? So I would focus mostly on seeing whether the big picture, the bulk of the keywords that that page can rank for has the potential to bring in some kind of search traffic. Oh, you also mentioned link gap as well, establish the link gap between you and your competitor. Um, so when you're talking about link gap, are you just looking at the number of links? Are you looking at the quality of links? Are you also perhaps also incorporating the the relevance and authority uh, of the, 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 the two websites that you're comparing? So yeah, we, so as I explained before, we like to separate the link quality into these three different steps, right? So number one is the link gap. And for link gap, I only mean the quantity and the velocity of the links. So you need to establish how many links you need to close the gap with the competition. To do that, we simply take an average of how many referring domains the top 10 ranking pages have. So we know how many we need to kind of get there, you know? The second step to determine the full link gap is also to take into account how many new links these pages are building every single month. Because as you know, like links are not static. Like So every page, especially the ones that are ranking the top five, they keep acquiring new backlinks every month. So it's always important to also take these into account. And so for the other things that you mentioned, those are the, the subsequent steps, right? So the metrics, that's step number two. So we determine the best possible metrics, both at the domain level, but also at the page level that we should be targeting to get the, the best possible links. And to do that, we, we simply look at what the top 10 ranker results are doing. And for the topical relevance, that's step three typically, and that comprises the anchor text distribution that we want to kind of shoot for, as well as the uh, trust flow and topical trust flow. And we get those from Majestic. So those are very helpful to tell us the topical relevancy of the backlink profile that we want to target. And in terms of anchor text distribution, are you just going for a certain percentage that incorporate the target keyword phrase? Yeah, 
we simply get an overview again for the top 10 ranked results and what kind of distributions uh, those have. We use four different types of anchor text to keep things uh, slightly simpler. So the main one is the exact match anchor text. Uh, then we have a phrase match anchor text, which is essentially containing some of the main words uh, from the main keywords. Then we have the naked URL and then we have generic. Generic is anything else that's not uh, one of the other three types, right? So even brand terms or things like uh, click here, see this link, uh, these are all generic for us. So what we do is we simply get an overview of what the current distribution for the top 10 ranking result is. And so this gives us something that we need uh, to kind of shoot for, right? Because most of the times we won't have control over the links, uh, the anchor text specifically, but it's still good to have uh, some kind of uh, percentages that we can like sort of shoot for, you know? Uh, and and ideally, um, if you did have control over um, everything in terms of anchor text, what kind of percentage of exact match keyword phrase anchor text would you be looking for? Uh, that totally depends on the... Uh, the individual keyword that we're targeting, right? So every single keyword and every single page is going to have a different uh, like anchor text distribution and you simply determine that from looking at the top 10 results. So what we do is we get a, basically a huge list of all of the uh, backlink profile for the top 10 ranker results. We classify uh, the anchor text that they have and then we determine the percentage based on that. Okay, and, and what makes a good link changes, of course, through the years. So what would be an example of um, a, a great link nowadays? And what would be an example of a link that perhaps used to be good to get a few years ago, but isn't so good now? Uh, so I would say nowadays, a good link is all about relevancy and uh, traffic, right? So for us, it's more important that the link is relevant both at the domain level, so the overall website is talking about the specific niche, uh, but also the specific page that we get the links for from. Uh, both of them should be relevant to the topic, to the niche. So if you can't get one of those to be relevant, uh, typically we prefer the page level to at least be relevant, and then the domain might be slightly less relevant, you know? The second thing is the traffic, and this is similarly both at the domain level, but also at the page level, because if you can get a backlinks on a page that has some traffic, then you also, together with like the SEO benefit, uh, you also get the potential to get uh, referral traffic, you know, which is also pretty good. It might bring you customer signups straight away. So yeah, we definitely say relevancy and traffic are the most important things in 2023. And in terms of links, um, what would be an example of a type of link that used to be good to get a few years ago, but probably isn't so good now? I would say maybe a couple of years ago, we could focus only on metrics and then used to have some kind of impact. Nowadays, I, I definitely saw that a lot of websites have been able to kind of falsify some of the metrics, right? So for example, domain authority, domain rating, this is something that a lot of sites have uh, yeah, been able to kind of falsify by just publishing a ton of content on all sorts of different topics that are not like, like niche specific. So you will see websites that are called uh, link farms that are just being built with the purpose of selling backlinks that have all sorts of topics and niches in the main menu bar. The reason for that is because since they're able to publish a ton of different content on a ton of different topics, they are able to get more traffic and more backlinks eventually. And so this will increase what's called the domain rating, domain authority. But the problem with this is that the site is not relevant 
on any specific niche. So it's very broad. And so if you get a link from this site, it's it's pretty much irrelevant, right? So I definitely think, and nowadays metrics still matter for SEOs to be able to make informed decision, but less uh, than they used to do yeah, a couple of years ago. And what's the most successful way of reaching out to people and actually getting them to consider linking to you? Because obviously many websites get um, get many backlink requests. So what, what do you include in your message? How do you go about approaching people to actually get them to listen to you? Yeah, so the first thing is I would say get their interest. So the first email uh, might as well just be something super quick where you just ask them a question, right? It, it doesn't have to be a straight pitch. So just like uh, pick their interest. Maybe you see that they publish something on social media. Uh, so you can make a comment on that. And then you can ask, uh, like, are you the right person for a question on your content? Or uh, like, maybe if not, can you point me to who the right person is? So this can get the conversation started, uh, which is always positive, right? In uh, To build any kind of relationship, specifically online. Uh, once you have uh, their attention, maybe they replied, maybe they found your comment kind of funny or maybe interesting, you know, you can start to get into the pitch. Uh, the main and the best way to do a pitch is to actually show them how your page is adding some kind of value uh, to their page. So it can either be that you have some, some more up-to-date uh, research or data in your page. Maybe you have some expert quotes that they could use to kind of prove some of the points that they make in their article or like anything like that. So the more newsworthy or the more shareable your page is, uh, that uh, that all kind of helps, you know. I would say these are the key, the key aspects. So don't just promote any page, as I said in the beginning, try to see link building as content promotion. So you actually have something very good that you would like to put in front of the right people because it makes sense for them to see it. I love that. See link building as content promotion. So you've shared what SEO should be doing in 2023. Now let's talk about what SEO shouldn't be doing. So what's something that's seductive in terms of time, but ultimately counterproductive? What's something that SEO shouldn't be doing in 2023? So yeah, there's a lot of people talking about ChatGPT nowadays. And I am already seeing a lot of people that are just publishing content that's completely written by artificial intelligence, right? So either ChatGPT, uh, GPT-3. So, so my main advice is to not rely on these tools as the creative uh, kind of uh, maker, you know? So try to use them just as a brainstorming partner, as some kind of assistant for the main research so that then you can add your uh, like your own spin or your own creativity to the process. Because chances are Google is basically like an algorithm. It's an AI as well. So chances are sooner or later they will catch up and and they will basically realize that most content has been written by ChatGPT and they will penalize your site for that. So you don't really want to do that. Alan Silvestri is the Managing Director of Growth Gorilla and you can find him over at mygrowthgorilla.com. Alan, thanks so much for adding your additional insight to SEO in 2023. Yeah, thank you, David. It's been great. I've been your host, David Bain, and you've been listening to SEO in 2023 Additional Insights, a majestic series that complements the original SEO in 2023 podcast, video series, and book. Find out more over at seoin2023.com.